0: This is the podcast from Secret Golf and this week we're doing our tour report for the Zozo Championship. Golf is back in Japan. I'm Diane Knox and I'm going to be joined by Steve Elkington. So, well, first of all, we have to talk about the end of two weeks in Vegas with the CJ Cup at Summit Club. Oh man, that course was amazing. It was great to watch. But it was Rory McIlroy who captured his 20th victory. On the PGA Tour.
2: Yeah, and we, you know, totally did not see this coming with Rory McElroy, Diane. We spoke a lot last week about where is Rory McElroy? You know, he had a terrible Ryder Cup. He did win his singles match on the Sunday. He was very emotional about a lot of things after it was over. He went away for a few weeks and we didn't have him on our board. And, And quite honestly, Diane, I don't think hardly anyone had them on the board. I did see one person cashed a ticket last week on Rory McElroy, but He's he said, you know, you, you know, I've always listened to the players when they when they finish their golf and you know, he's trying to simplify things. You know, he he you know, I read someone that you know, he maybe has gone back to his old coach, maybe he's gone back to his old swing, but basically what I heard there was he simplified things, just making everything simple. And he had a great week, obviously Colin Murakawa, who was our favorite member of that club. Um almost made an eagle. He did make an eagle on the last hole to make it interesting, but Rory, Rory Roy is too strong. Hitting his ball three hundred and fifty yards with a three wood, eight on at two hundred. I mean, just crazy numbers coming out of the CJ Cup.
0: And you know it was cool because we uh, had a bit of a throwback Sunday with Rory McIlroy up against Ricky Fowler and Ricky had a great week I mean Sunday definitely was not his best stuff he had that double bogey on the front nine on the par five and shooting one under finishing in a tie for third but for Ricky to play so well over three and a half rounds there's a lot of positives that he can take from that.
2: Yeah. Ricky Fowler has been off the radar for such a long time now. You know, we, you know, he's a, I love Ricky Fowler personally. Uh, you know, his golf's been a little bit um, under the weather, so to speak. But it's interesting. He, he spoke of missing the cut the week before in, L, in, in Vegas, Diane, at the uh, TPC Sunderland and then went over to visit Butch Harmon, not to get a lesson from Butch, but to, to, to visit with him and discuss some of the things he's working on with his new coach. Mm-hmm. And I think now that I now that he's had a good week, Butch Harmon kind of blessed that technique. In other words, he said, hey, this is what I'm working on with this new guy. What do you think? Butch Harmon says, oh, I love, what, I love what you're working on, Ricky. That's great. Of course, Butch is, you know, he's always very positive and he's always trying to help the players, you know, get on top of their mental game. But I think that may have just been enough for Ricky to say, okay, well, Butch Harmon agrees with what I'm working on, so it must be working. So off he went and he played great.
0: Yeah, I mean, it really is that kind of uncomplicated, simplified golf, and we hear that story time and time again. It's interesting that you talk about Ricky having that conversation with Butch Harmon and that helps obviously, you know, strip it back a little bit for him. But Rory McIlroy, there's been multiple reports that he's working with Michael Bannon, his old original golf coach from Northern Ireland. We knew that he'd been working with Pete Cowan of late, but I saw online that one of the golf journalists had asked Pete Cowan if they were still working together and he said yes. So you never know what's going on and it could just be a case that you know they're both giving Rory a little bit of insight and maybe Michael Bannon it was the same as Ricky talking to Butch you know simplifying it and going back to the original golf of of, uh, days gone by that made him good in the first place but the other side of it is I mean a lot of it just seems to be more mental than anything else.
2: Well particularly in Rory's case we don't exactly know what what Ricky's working on. Ricky's had a kind of a, a sort of a, a more of a, a unconventional swing action. He has a different way of loading the club on the downswing. When he first came on tour, he gets the club a little bit out of position at times. And he's, he's hit some hit a lot of terrible shots last year and it lost his confidence. Rory, you know, I often think, Diane, you know, when I think about, you know, golfers, and I always like to think, what would Jack do? Remember that famous, uh, you know, wristband, what would Jesus do? I always think, what would Jack do? Or well, Jackie Burke, in my case, who's my mentor, and and they always had a way of just like cutting through everything and just keeping it simple. And you know, Nicholas would always say, "Well, you know, just drive it in the fairway, and you know, and then you know, from there, you know, let's just get it on the green." And 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 it sounds so unreal, so. But and we, you know, I know myself, we'd want to work on a minuscule part of my swing where it didn't feel right on the way down and looking at books and video and trying to get the shaft to do this and that and my hands to do this and my legs to do that and you know it was refreshing to hear from Rory at least for for you know all the Rory people that love love him so much just to get it simple you know get it simple you were good enough I mean what if I was thinking what if what if you just cat him for Rory and you said okay Rory you're only allowed to hit a draw Or maybe a straight shot. That's it for the week. Where would he finish every week? Mm -hmm. Probably right there. So simplifying was good for him.
0: Right, well, a lot of really positive signs and it was a great final day to watch that 10-under from Colin Morikawa to put him right amongst it. But there was another guy who shot 10-under on Sunday and he was actually one of my picks if you listen back to the podcast from last week. But Taylor Gooch, man, what a Sunday to get him up into a tie for fifth. And then Elk credit to you because one of your guys finished alongside him at 21 under par and that was Aaron Wise so all in all we had some pretty good picks last week
2: yeah and I was texting with Mark Leishman who shot an eight under on Sunday and he said he had seven putts he missed inside of 10 feet he said I could have really just like broke my own record any kind of record so yeah the scoring was there yeah Taylor Gooch has been one that you've watched quite a bit and he is a kind of a hot and cold player, but you know, obviously, uh, and of course, Aaron Wise, who I was looking at, he grew up in Las Vegas, went to school at Oregon. So, he, you know, for me, when you start to think about who's going to play well, what time of the year is it, where are we, what are we doing? You know, we, we talk so much about on this sh- our show about, you know, how do we handicap these players? And last week was, you know, it was pretty easy to think about. This week at Zozo, is a little a little bit more challenging, Diane, because we're, you know, we're off out over to Japan, We the weather forecast is not great being wet. But, you know, last week, anyone can play good. And and it appeared to, at the beginning of the week, we didn't really know what that scores, what the course was going to give up. But in the end, we realized very quickly that it was a tee shot course. I mean, if you got the ball into the desert, they were, the guys were out of it I mean the guys that were blitzing it down the middle across these bunkers and so on they, they were just 10 under it was 5 each 9 7 under we saw at the turn I mean it was incredible scoring
0: yeah it really was ok well this week as you say it's a completely different week and the PGA Tour is off to Japan now we usually have the Asia Swing because of Covid we only have one event that's happening in Asia this year and this is it now 2019 saw the first Zozo Championship and it was Tiger Woods who won it in that year. Last year, it moved to Sherwood in LA and Patrick Cantlay got his first title. But this year, it's great that the guys get to travel back over to Narashino Country Club. Now, Elk, this course, it's a par 70. It's not too long, just over 7,000 yards. Another no-cut event with a really good purse and 78 players who are going to tee up
2: the field I'm looking at the field in front of me here at the top of the field we've got some good players but this is appears Diane to be a sort of a week off for a lot of players that didn't want to go back there whether they were there at the uh, Olympics or not the top three players this week is no surprise on anyone's card is Shoffle, who has grandparents live in Japan Colin Morikawa is Japanese or part and of course the hometown hero Hideki Matsuyama so those three right there I've sort of got the weak split in my mind right now Diane between guys that I think are going to win this tournament like the three that I just spoke about Mm -hmm. and then I think of who is the biggest opportunist what who needs to play well this week I know they've gone a long way they all we talk so much on the show about you know, why are they there? Is that player focused? We talked last week about Brooks Koepka and D.J. Johnson, uh, Dustin Johnson. Could they hang? I I pulled them off the board last week. I, I thought this was a rest week last week for them. So I talked so much, Diane, about attitude. I played the tour for so many years. We If we went to Japan at the end of October, we're all interested in being there. But some have more to gain from this week Than others, and we're going to talk about that this week. And do the Europeans on the board this week travel a little better? Is there some guys that I'm going to be pointing to this week that are used to traveling and are used to playing well on at the the the, the flip of a switch? Mm -hmm. They don't need much to get it going, and that's what we're going to. That's what I'm focusing on on my side of the card this week.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I can give you. The story from my brother's perspective, because well, it's the the seventy-eight player field consists of the top sixty from the previous year's FedEx Cup standings, then the top seven players in the current season Japan Golf Tour money list. Through the Bridgestone Open, the top three players in the Bridgestone Open, and then eight sponsored exemptions. And Russell didn't think he was going to get into Japan at first. And then he did. He started filling out all the paperwork. And then he decided that he wasn't going to go purely because Bermuda next week is a, a full event, full FedEx cut points, full exemption if you win. And he was like, you know, if I do well in Bermuda and Mayakoba, two courses that i love then that could really change my season and how the game is going right now so i'm sure a lot of guys had to really weigh up the pros and cons of going over you know even though this is one of those no-cut events with a big purse and guaranteed money and points
2: yeah i mean your brother just said it exactly if he would have went to japan we probably would have had him off the board because we have the inside knowledge as we do on a lot of on a lot of players, when I say inside knowledge, we we have a sort of an understanding just from my tour history and and all the all the associates that work with us, some 30, 30 PGA tour players. We sort of know what their schedules are. We know their families. Where are they in the country? What are they looking forward to? What are they not looking forward to? I'm looking down at one right now, Pat Perez, who has two young children. He plays really good in Asia. He's won in Asia. He. Has missed the cut in a couple of tournaments in the new season. He struggled all last year. I look down this list and I think of someone that's an opportunist, and it's Pat Perez is an opportunist. He's a hundred and well, he's a hundred to one this week.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: He's serious about playing good over there because there's no cut. He, he doesn't have to stress that. And these are the sort of things that we you have to pick up on, Diane, when you start to handicap tournaments like this one the zozo
0: well you put it perfectly you know we're, we're almost dividing the field into two this week guys that have a serious chance to go out and win and then guys that are really going to make the most of this opportunity and with this course it's not overly challenging it's not a, a long course by any means so you know the guys that I've been looking at this week are guys that really can have amazing ball striking weeks I'm looking at you know that kind of Good proximity stat, that greens and regs stat. And there's quite a few names that have really jumped out this week. So, as you already said, Xander Shofley is going to be the favourite. He's 13 to 2. And another thing that's really in Xander's favour is he just won the gold medal at the Olympics in Tokyo not so long ago. So, we've got Morikawa who took part in the Olympics obviously Matsuyama as well do you think that's going to be an advantage to these guys who just played Japanese golf not too long ago
2: I think Matsuyama is I'll answer your question I think Matsuyama is a favorite in my mind because <clears throat> when you play in Japan it's so crowded in Japan <clears throat> the golf courses are invariably very squished into you know uh, you know smaller pieces of land a lot of dog legs very well treed Um, and you know, you have to play a lot of discipline to play in Japan discipline. I mean, you've got to hit it, you know, like I said, there's not enough room. So you can't just smash it off every tee. Like Wills Alatoris, I see down the list of sponsor exemption this week, who, by the way, will, you know, what does it, what does this week mean to Wills Alatoris? Well, one of the things that would mean something is Tiger Woods won this tournament. And if Will Zalatoris knocked this off, then we would be talking about Will being already all the great things that he's done. He also just knocked off the Zozo that Tiger won. Mm-hmm. I look down the list further and I see a young guy who's number one on the money list in Japan, a guy named Chan Kim from the USA. He was paired with Tiger Woods here when he won a couple of years ago off the, you know, in the first, first two rounds. He's number four on the Order of Merit over there, and he's had three wins this year on the Japanese tour. I know I know. I follow him on Instagram. He has a great swing action. Do you think Chan Kim already been through the ringer with Tiger over there? He'll be ready. And these are the sort of players that I start to look at a little bit. And there's, there's C.T. Pan sitting there at 55 to 1, Diane, small in stature. <clears throat> I don't think that hurts anyone in Japan because when you're small – you, and you don't hit the ball a mile, you, you just play Japanese style golf, which I, I spoke of earlier. Very disciplined golf. You've got to play to the corners of the dog legs. You've got to play your shots in. Um, you know, I'm no expert at Japanese golf. I played some golf over there, but it, I felt it's a very claustrophobic, it was for me at least to play in Japan. Some people are very good at it. Uh, I'm looking at Higo. Mm -hmm. Uh, has been very quiet he's from South Africa left-hander won when he came over and played at Congaree last year got his first win on the tour I'm kind of feeling like Higo he's travelled his whole life he played in Europe I'm sort of looking at travellers this week also Diane I don't know if I already mentioned that at the top but I'm looking for people that travel well you know they talk about that in sports where oh he's good but he doesn't travel well (laughs) Have you heard that expression?
0: I have. And this is a long journey. There's also a very large time difference uh, to deal with as well, which is why this podcast is out a little bit earlier than usual. But from there, well, we've been trying to work out the time difference. It's one of these things that baffles me every single time. But from my calculations, they are 13 hours ahead of me in Florida. So it's tough.
2: Japan is not a piece of cake to play in or or stay in. It's very you know the quarters are very different to staying you know in America. Everything's smaller. The food's a little different, and you know you have to put all that into into perspective. And you know who's going to play well? Mm-hmm. So we're going to get into it. I see Tommy Fleetwood was a sponsor exemption this week. That's surprising to me. Willis Zalatoris. That's not surprising. And then there was another name that really surprised me uh for a sponsor exemption and that was wesley bryan and i'm not sure where he fits into the picture yeah whether he plays in japan a lot or not but a lot of times you get a sponsor exemption they feel very very grateful for doing that and wesley bryan will be very focused uh i'm not sure of his odds you probably have it in front of you wesley bryan
0: is 250 to one
2: That's a big stretch.
0: I tell you, the guy that I really like and uh, you came right out with him at 55 to one is CT Pan. He was the first guy that I wrote down on my list. And you know, a number of reasons you talk about that bronze medal that he won at the Olympics. So success in Japan, which has to be lovely, great feeling to go back there, knowing that it's a country that you just had success in not long ago in front of the world. And He's playing well. I mean, finished in a tie for 11th at the Sanderson Farms at the start of the season. The Fortinet, the week before that in Napa, he finished sixth. And, you know, when you look at this course I was trying to draw comparisons with some other courses and uh, one course that really kind of jumped out as compatible was uh, Hilton Head Harbour Town Golf Links where CT Pan won so that was cool and then you know looking at the stats he's fifth in total putting on the PGA Tour right now so there's so much good momentum if you're if you're fifth on the tour in putting at any time then something is definitely going right for you so CT Pan at 55 to 1 I think is a great pick for this week.
2: Another 55 to one that I like right next to CT Pan is Carlos Ortiz, the Mexican player. He plays good at this time of the year. He's a defending Houston open champion. I don't think he's worried about traveling from Mexico. No big deal for Carlos Ortiz. I'm looking down below Diane. When I saw Higo, will Harry Higgs be adopted over there as like the sort of the sumo (laughs) of the PGA Tour with these oh, buttons I all opened up. I think, I think that he'll be so attractive to the Japanese crowd because he's kind of got a little, you know, he's got a little shape to him, Diane, if, if if that's the word. They love that over there.
0: Well, um, Harry Higgs, I think, is attractive to the betting market right now as well because he's coming off a top 10, uh, finishing in a tie for ninth at the CJ Cup. He, his game has really taken a, a good turn since we started this 2021 season. So Harry Higgs, um, let's see what odds we can get for him right now. Yeah, he's now. at
2: 75 to one. But as yeah. you just noted, top 10 last week. But about eight of the guys or well, seven of the guys ahead of him last week aren't playing this week. So... um. You know, Harry Higgs is a, is a, is a natural-born cartoon-looking character. Uh, I'm going to take a crack at... Uh, Suki Kenoshita oh, is uh, one of the <laughs> players that we'll be watching closely, Diane. Two wins this year on Japanese tour. Number one in the order of merit in Japan. You know, I always... I was always fascinated when I played on tour and I saw Tommy Nakajima come over. Of course, the Ozaki brothers, Jumbo Ozaki was the, you know, the number one guy, but Joe was there. I love seeing the Japanese players come over playing slightly different technique. Used to go over and watch them. You know, they all had weak grips and they swung upright. I used to always think how, you know, watching Jumbo, you know, he was kind of the Bryson Dijambo of uh, of of the of that era in Japan because he hit driver almost. He teed it up on a pencil that he had behind his ear and uh, just went for a smash every shot. And they loved Jumbo. So, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing some of these uh, younger Japanese players that probably we'll see over here eventually. I mean, some of these guys are
0: clearly awesome yeah I've got a few names actually I've been doing my research and um, there's a few names that uh, because you know especially with the SG Tour golf gaming app we have the four tiers and it's all via world ranking but the D tier there's going to be some names in there that that you'll look at and you'll be like oh my gosh I don't even know where to start so maybe we can help you out with some of those elk there's a guy called Keita Nakajuma and uh, he's the world top amateur right now. He just won the uh, the Mark H. McCormick medal. He's had 30 weeks as the world's number one amateur. So he's definitely one to look out for. Also, the guy that he replaced, I guess, uh, Takumi Kanaya. He's uh, last year's winner of the medal, and he's playing in the field as well. So these are two guys that are definitely performing. And... There's another one who plays on the Japan tour called Scott Vincent. He is not Japanese, as you can probably tell from his name, but he's from Zimbabwe and when we look at form right now it doesn't really come much better than this he won his first major on the japan tour in august the kbc augusta he just won again last month and he played in the olympics and finished 16th so a pretty good showing for him he's obviously you know getting these wins under his belt that good performance in tokyo so scott vincent this week at 100 to one we're definitely not the only ones looking at him but um he's obviously got great form playing in japan heading into this week
2: yeah i mean all the things you noted there i'm looking at some of these names are great uh you've been practicing i can tell (laughs) rakuya hoshino three wins this year uh on tour in japan number three on the order of merit on our probably be in our d flight this week but these are these are important maybe we'll post these odds up this week uh with some na- things on out on our in our know, gaming app
0: rakuya Hoshino also competed at the Olympics alongside Matsuyama for the Japanese team so as you say three in the order of merit three wins this season for him and there's uh, Paul Casey actually withdrew. So that happened on Monday and the guy that took his place a South African called Sean Norris and he just won the Japan Open last week. I actually read a really interesting story about him because I think he just missed out on getting into this tournament by a couple of points in the order of merit and he was gutted. His brother travels with him and caddies for him, but in a really weird, terrible story, his brother takes this medication that's not available in Japan, so he had to leave. And he said that he felt even worse leaving his brother knowing that he was so upset after not getting a place in the Zozo. But then he went out, I think he just had a caddy from the club last, week and won the japan open so got in the field today when paul casey withdrew so that's quite a cool story as well well i
2: think that's a guy we've got to watch too right there yeah. japanese players are hard to beat in japan now when they came over here and they got all the pressure of the american courses and the americans looking at them with the big tv was different but over there it's different they, they play a different style of golf there the turf's different their clubs are built differently. They, they, when I say built differently, they have sharper cutting edges on the wedges. They're very, they're very disciplined players, the Japanese, and they're very hard to beat over there. Now, can they beat guys at the top of the list? No, not like Matsuyama. We're talking about when you're playing the SG Tour game. Now, you've got to have a good team. You've got to have four players on your team. But we're also talking about long shot bets here, Yeah. Diane. Ones that we think, you know, the the opportunity for a lot of these guys. When you think about opportunity like Pat Perez who I talked about 100 to one this week who's made no money this year on FedEx zero and he's going to make he's going to make some this week and he's all the way in Japan he is going for it this week so when you talk about some of these Japanese players do they want to come to America maybe but they want tons of points a lot of money this week they're getting American money this week and that's 10 times more than the Japanese money as far as purse size so big opportunity.
0: Okay, Um, there are a few other names, I guess. Um, Joaquin Neiman always jumps out on me when we're looking at a course like this. He's 28 to one, so pretty good odds for Neiman. And then Ricky Fowler at 30 to one. I mean, we saw such positive signs from Ricky over really three and a half rounds. So if he can keep that going, it would be great for Ricky to, to almost come back with a big win and I think the Zozo it is seen as a big tournament in that well Tiger won it and Cantley last year so there would be a good bit of credibility for Ricky to come and get this
2: it's definitely um, a big opportunity for Ricky yes much narrower there'll be a bit more pressure put on his bigger swing this week he had a lot of room to work with last week and that's good I mean his swing looks good to me I don't, I don't know what he's working on but everything looks good is that the I'm not so convinced of that, Diane. Yet Henrik Norlander, another guy that travels really well. I've seen this guy fly from Europe, come over here, play San Diego, finish third, fly back over to England, finish you know top five in another tournament. Just traveler. I'm, I'm looking at these guys. I used to, I used to be so envious of guys that could just just fly somewhere. You know, get out of the plane like a, a Alex Chiker, who plays on Champions Tour now. <laughs> I mean, literally, sh- you know, fly all night. Looks like he's hungover. Have cigarette on the first tee with a cup of coffee and go out and shoot sixty-five. No big deal. Wouldn't matter if he was in Japan or he's in Australia. Just no big deal. Other guys, you know, they've got to get their rest. They've got to have you know massage guy. They got to get work out. They got to do all this stuff. They can't get over the the dry cleaning's not right. The food's not right. They can't do it. Okay, that's what I'm looking for. I'm trying to nitpick my way through this a little bit today. I'm looking at guys that. Don't care. Did I say Jonathan Vegas was the guy that I was looking at?
0: Well, you've been looking at him for a long time and it's paid off, and he's been playing because really. Because I'm looking good at go. Johnny
2: Vegas right now, pretty seriously. He was in the Olympics over in Japan and he he's coming off a great year. He played pretty good last week in Vegas, uh, Diane, and he he was outside of the top 150 when he started last season, finished up in the top 30 on the money list. Johnny Vegas has improved his his game, his putting so much. Um, going back to Japan, yeah. feeling fresh, travels. And,
0: travels. and if, it, as as you say, coming off a tie for fourteenth last week, another name that, um, and I know we're we're really going through them now, but. Keegan Bradley last year um, shot a 63. It was the low round of the week. So at 40 to one, Keegan Bradley, someone who's had success. um, I'm not last year. It was 2019, obviously, last time we were in Japan. But Keegan Bradley at 40 to one could be one to look at, even for a bit of an early an early starter but the other cool thing um, and Matsuyama at 14 to 1 as you said he's the favorite in your eyes but they're gonna allow 5,000 fans per day on the course so that's something that could really work in the favor of Hideki and we've been talking about so many of these guys that play on the Japan tour week after week it could be a real boost for them as well.
2: King and Keegan Bradley will be looking for a TV in about three hours to, for his Boston Red Sox to be playing my Houston Astros. So I'm going to be saying that he's going to be very disappointed this week when we beat him a couple in a row here before they tee off. So I've, I'm not putting him up as high as you are, Dying, because I see the future here while I'm doing this podcast, okay? Um,
0: and the future uh, is the Houston Astros. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Alex Noren from Sweden travels well, uh, hits the power fade, very straight hitter. I'm looking for discipline this week on this course. I'm looking for guys that can make putts. Uh, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna tear this apart. But when you think about Tiger Woods and he goes over there, you know, we saw Tiger Diane. When he won the Masters in 1997, when he won by 12 strokes, he just completely destroyed the golf course and was driving over the 18th bunker on 18 and then hit a wedge and he was hitting wedges into par fives. And then we saw him, well, let's see, 20 years later when he won the last Masters, he did it a totally different way. He'd up and he was playing the angles, just totally different. And then I've always been amazed you can go to Japan and play a small Japanese course like the Zozo, Play super disciplined golf and just, you know, take down everybody over there with another different style after the accident, after all the injuries, everything. So, discipline is the name of my game this week. Who will stay disciplined? Who won't get out of that, you know, routine and try to smash it?
0: okay so as we've said the three big names really headlining this week at the Zozo are Xander Shoffley Colin Morikawa and Hideki Matsuyama but hopefully we've given you some other options as well and some names that maybe would not be on your radar otherwise high odd names as well that are maybe worth having a look at now we told you the SG Tour Golf Gaming app we're going to be up and running again this week so you can play in some of our games we have public games that are running you can play a game against your friends tell your friends get involved let's make the pool as big as possible but the way it works is if you're doing a four ball for the entire week you pick four guys for your team one from tier a b c and d which are based on the official world golf rankings and then the lowest aggregate score wins so elk this is definitely one of those weeks where we don't have a lot of the top names playing. So you really have to take the time to dig deep, do your research and make some good picks.
2: Yeah. Listen to this uh, podcast is helpful. You know, I I always think it's interesting, you know, whenever you win on the SG tour golf gaming app, you know, nobody had Rory last week in the, a, you know, I'm looking at the, let me Let me look at the winning team last week because it wasn't me, Diana, and I know it wasn't you, no. but l- let me just pull up the results on a, on a an, a magnificent results that we we all could feel like we could probably pick this. So the winning big team last week was Carlos Ortiz at seventeen under, mm. Russell Henley at seventeen under, wow. Abraham Anser at nineteen under. And Ricky Fowler at 22 under. That was the winning team last week, 75 under par. And you would think to yourself, man, that took some courage to pick Russell, Henry, Ortiz, Answer, and Fowler. No no Rory, no Morikawa, no, you know, none of the big guns. They went under that and won the whole match. Now, I'm going to give you another, so another winning team that's totally different. How about this one? <laughs> Emiliano Grillo, 18, Alexander Shoffley, 18, Paul Casey, 17, and Ricky Fowler, 22. So yeah. Ricky Fowler was on the winning side of things for twice for two of our players. So Gary Woodland was a second place winner in one of our teams at 20 under. That was a, that was a ballsy pick too. And Johnny Vegas, my guy at 19 under was on a winning team. So uh, some very interesting picks, but the key of course, is to get those guys down on the end this week. Mm-hmm. You've got nothing to lose because there's no cut, so you're not going to be out of it if you pick a guy on D. You're going to finish somewhere, and we do have a. I do have a few games that I put up that have a, a tour payout, so it's the same payout as the tour. You will get some money back okay. at the end of the week, no matter what
0: see and it's it's good to go bold and those two winning teams that you mentioned picking Ricky Fowler they took a little bit of a chance which paid off and the week paid off for Ricky because he has become the 24th player in PGA Tour history to make 40 million dollars in 13 seasons on tour so I mean it works out per season that he's making just over 3.1 million so we talk about oh where's Ricky being the last little while Ricky's fine and will continue to be fine that doesn't include all that endorsement money that he's got flowing in as well
2: well he's going to have a baby here soon so he's only going to be worried about his baby so his golf's only going to get better because you won't have time to worry about his swing or his putting or his chipping he won't won't be able to think about it he'll be fine so (laughs) I'm with you I'm, I'm going back on Ricky
0: yeah too right excellent right well thank you very much for listening to our podcast this week it's the Zozo Championship in Japan next week it's the Bermuda Championship which has always been seen as an alternate field event however this year full field full points full money exemption the lot so it's going to be fun to see that and uh, we will be back with our Tour Report podcast for you next week